Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Put the hip shit on the shelf. Cause the way to real wealth is being real with self. My eyes can see the glory of the coming of the left. I can't do it by myself. So I'm asking for help. It's time to switch it up. Put the hip shit on the shelf. Cause the way to real wealth is being real with self. My eyes can see the glory of the coming of the left. I can't do it by myself. So I'm asking for help. Money, money, money. That's all you talking about. There's nothing wrong with being wealthy. Like Kanye West says, having money is not everything, but not having it is. No, Deuteronomy 8.18 says God gives us the ability to create wealth. No, it's the love of money that's the root of all. You don't like money so much, why don't you get up and go to work? Yes, I do think about all the things that you think you have to study it. I'm just trying to leave a legacy for my Money's not everything, but when you got it, you can do some cool stuff. And now, your host for Talking Money in the Morning, financial health mentor to the working class, Mr. A. Cortez. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Talking Money in the Morning Live with your main man, H. Cortez, the one and only financial health mentor to the black community, where I do my best to bring practical, proven wealth-building strategies to our people, man. Uh, it is so exciting to uh, come on each and every morning and see some of the same faces, uh, see that we have some of the same concerns and that we are trying to uh, figure this thing out. Certainly, certainly appreciate that to the fullest, man. You guys just don't know how much it means to me. Today's uh, show is being brought to you from the Black Biz Power Breakfast Studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. If you're in the St. Louis area and you want to come hang out with me and a distinguished panel of local movers and shakers here in the St. Louis area, we have something called the Black Biz Power Breakfast. I'm honored to be asked to come on the panel uh, and give my thoughts on uh, bridging the gap between uh, black uh, businesses and black consumers. So it's going to be held at Diners Delight, which is 1504 South Compton in St. Louis, Missouri, 63104. The cost is $20 in advance. So you can go to Eventbrite, look up Black Biz Power Breakfast for March, grab your ticket or $25 at the door. Diners Delight hooked me up with the biggest, most robust breakfast the last one i attended but this time i'm actually on the panel so if you want more information you can give my girl eliani a call at 314-504-9728 doors open at 9 30 breakfast is served as soon as you walk through the door and get seated uh, and then we go from there uh, after everyone eats and gets their feel on and then we go right into the event again that is a black biz power breakfast and this week's topic we're talking about the disconnect between the black community and the black businesses and why we're not circulating that dollar and how we can bridge that gap. So, again, uh, that's at Diners Delight, which, of course, is a black owned restaurant here in the St. Louis metro area. It's been around for 60 something years. So it's great to patronize them with an event like this. We try to pack the house. So do me a favor. If you have not gone uh, or got your ticket, I want you to go ahead and do so. If you cannot make it, buy a ticket for somebody else so that we can just keep that in, the, in that support. Send somebody else to come and get that breakfast and learn how we can better uh, build our community. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm honored and blessed to be asked to be a speaker on that panel. Uh, so I'm excited about that. So a Black Bears Power Breakfast, again, 314-504-9728. Give them a call. Go to Eventbrite to get your ticket, $20 in advance, $25 at the door. Uh, the breakfast alone is worth about 15 to 20 bucks, guys. Uh, and then all of the networking that you get with other uh, Black businesses and movers and shakers in the Black community uh, is definitely worth it. So 
for those of you who are tuned into the show on accident, man, let me let you know exactly who the show is for. The show is for risers and grinders only, movers and shakers. If you're ready to get up, get out, get something, this show is for you. If you are the type of person that are, are serious about building a legacy for your family uh, and making sure that your future generations are straight, this is your show, right? If you are the, like me, you lay down every night and you start thinking to yourself, what can I do tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, five years down the road to make sure that my children's children and are proud to bear your name, then this show is for you, man. If you are like most who, 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 who I wouldn't say like most, if you're like many who's got the desire to build wealth, you got the discipline, you got, you got the, the, the will, the drive, the hunger, but maybe you lack a game plan. Maybe you need a mentor. Maybe you need a, a, a coach. Maybe you need a team. Maybe you need some strategies, some game planning. Well, this is your show, my friend. On the other hand, if you oppose any of that stuff, then this ain't your show. If you are, uh, are trying to be that serious, one-made, self-made, everything is about you and only about you, uh, this probably ain't going to work for you. If you're the type of person that think money is evil and capitalism is a dirty word uh, and, and you think wealthy people are jerks and and, and you say phrases like uh, money is the root of all evil or money can't buy you happiness, this ain't your show, man. Because the people who watch this show are trying their damnedest to attract money, prosperity, success, successful people, right networks and right relationships so that they can grow in wealth, not riches. There's a difference. Wealth is having an abundance of all of the necessities. Riches tend to focus on a specific dollar amount when it relates to money. No, we are about wealth here. We want a wealth and abundance of resources uh, in all areas of our life, right? So if that's not you, then you can exit stage left and we won't miss you. But like I say every morning, if you've never seen a future billionaire before, then I want you to take a screenshot and then watch me work. But here's the thing if you're watching me work. If you're watching me work, chances are you're not working yourself. I want you to build your own empire and I want to help you build your own empire. Right. I want you to build your own empire and I want to help you build your own empire. And collectively, we start dotting these empires all around the country and all around the world. Then we eventually start connecting those dots. Now we have a network of empires that are building one for another and helping one another keep those empires afloat and all of those sorts of things. So. Today's show is brought to you by Blessed to Ball. My man uh, Carvel over there at Blessed to Ball, man, it is. Uh, is, is, is a unique opportunity to bring something different into your schools, which will allow you to uh, provide for your children a different outlet as well as a different outlook. They teach life skills, character building, leadership, and all of that through the game of basketball. They will provide an outlet for your children to give them something to do to keep them off the streets while at the same time providing a different outlook for your children. Your children got to see a bright future in order for them to stay on the right path. It's only when they lose hope in what they can achieve in their future will they fall into the streets. And this is a great program that helps them do that. So if you are a school administrator and you need a program, an after school program, a during school program, assemblies and things like that, Bless the Ball is a place to go. Uh, go to their fan page, Bless to Ball. That's the number two. Bless to Ball SD on Facebook. Give them a call at 313-971-9939 or go to uh, Bless to Ball SD.com. Now, let's get into it, man. Buy black or else. Some of you guys are wondering, what is the or else, right? Buy black or else i just want you guys to understand something man that phrase you know has basically just become some cool trending type of topic it's, it's almost become empty for a lot of people uh and, and i want to help you understand the power in that if we mobilize and act and stop just screaming and stop saying it and stop putting it on t-shirts like that's just just as far as this thing can go and we're going to do a little bit of a case study because i want to share with you some numbers uh that i was just doing a little bit of research and i'm just 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 trying to put some things into perspective so i hopefully it makes better sense to you when i lay it out this way but 
if we take the phrase buy black from this just cool little moniker that we have right now and we just do it uh, every now and then do it when it's convenient for us uh, when we happen to be at a vendor spot and we see a buy black uh, a black vendor we go spend a few dollars with them if we take this thing to the nth degree like every other nation on this planet you'll see that we can literally change the world not only that we live in we can change the world period end of statement not only can we change the world that we live in we will change the world period if we took this to the streets the same way we like to say it uh, uh, with the emptiness behind it that I hear a lot of people say it. And this is myself included. I don't go out of my way like I should to make sure I'm spending black. I do give it forethought. I do plan to do it. But sometimes it, it takes a little bit more than that, too. It takes a little bit more than that. See, see again, we are at war treating it like a playground. We are at war but we're, we're on the battlefield treating it like a playground. See, we are the kid who's running around on the playground trying to be friends with everybody, right? And, and, and we, we go over to the Asian community and we're trying to be friends with the Asian community, right? We go over to the, to the Jewish communities and the theaters and the media and we're trying to be friends with them. And then we go over to the Hispanic community and we're trying to be friends with them. We see, we're just running around this, this playground trying to be friends with everybody. But you know what everybody else is thinking that we're trying to be friends with? What everybody else is thinking is, how can they dominate the entire playground? We're running around just trying to have a good time and trying to be friends with everybody, kumbayaing with everybody. Everybody else on the playground is trying to figure out how they can dominate the whole thing. So Dr. Claude Anderson has been teaching us for years that racism is a race for world domination and black people as a whole have not even gotten in the game. We not only have not gotten in the game, we don't even realize that there is a game taking place. Because if we at least realize a game was taking place, we can become good spectators, right? We have to think about world domination because that is top of mind for every other nation on this planet. And they know that it's not gonna happen in one generation, but they know they have to lay the foundation and they have to lay down systems that will help them, that they can leverage, that the future generations can leverage so that they can keep marching down that path and each nation is doing its best to gain and acquire control of a little bit more, a a little bit more, a little bit more, generation after generation after generation after generation. Have we gained control over since the end of slavery from one generation to the next? According to Dr. Claude Anderson, still less than 1% of all the wealth in this country flows through our hands, right? Same amount that flowed through our hands when we ended slavery because we're not building systems, infrastructure, because we're running around trying to be friendly with every damn body. And saying, saying okay, yeah, we, we can be cordial because the other nations are cordial, but best believe that when we come together at these uh, mass meetings where we, we, we are together, the nations and they, they get together, uh, you best believe that they're looking at each other and they're smiling and then they're going back to their respective corners and they're planning, plotting, and strategizing on how to get their stake of this world. And if we don't get there, it's gonna be, it's gonna be trouble for us. So buy black or else, or what? Buy black or stop complaining. Either we're gonna buy black or we're going to stop complaining. See, what we are doing is we got two hands, right? We've got a thorn in one hand 
and there's nothing wrong with the other hand. And we're running around to everybody else saying, please, please, please help me take this thorn out of my hand. Can you please help me get this thorn out of my hand? I've got a thorn in my hand. Can you please help me get it out? And all the other nations on the planet are looking at us like, dude, you got another hand. Pull the thorn out your damn self. That's what we're doing. See, we are complaining about the very things that we have 100% control over to fix in a heartbeat. We have 100% control and the ability to change the things that we're complaining about in a heartbeat. But instead of planning, plotting, and strategizing, when I go to the next community and I say, hey, can you help me get this thorn out of my hand? And they shun me away and look at me like I'm crazy. I get in my feelings and start badmouthing them for not helping me do what I have within my own power to do for myself. This is the problem that we have. So either we're going to buy black or we're going to stop complaining. Stop complaining about what? Let's start with your president. Stop complaining about what he's doing and what he ain't going to do because at the end of the day, no matter what he does, we still have the power to fix our situation ourselves. Point blank, period. Stop complaining about joblessness. We have the power to employ every unemployed person in this country right now, tomorrow, if we wanted to. We have the power to do that right now. If we wanted to, you know how I know that we got the power. Because every other nation on this planet. Are the number one employers of their people. When you go to the Asian restaurant, who do you see working in the Asian restaurant? Do you think they really care? that somebody says that they're not an equal employee an equal employment opportunity no this is a a move for world domination in order for me to dominate the world i need all hands on deck so do you think they care that somebody is going to go and report to the to to the uh uh you know, human resources department of the of the nation and say, hey, these agents don't hire black people. These agents don't have any white people working for them. No, they can care less about that because they're on a mission. So when you think carefully uh, about the Jewish community, do you know how many talentless actors are in movies because they will hire their own first and foremost? Do you know how many talentless cameramen, writers, producers, uh, 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 news anchors and all of that stuff that, that exists and, and get to feed their family from that industry because they own it and they hire their own? we can hire our own the same way so either we buy black or else stop complaining man stop complaining about the things that we have control to change but because we don't want to change them because we're waiting for somebody else to change them for us man we we are i get that we're sick man but we're not that doggone sick So it is 23 after the hour, so you guys know it's time for our daily proverb. Then we're going to get right back into this, man, because I'm going to show you some, some numbers and do this little bit of case study and show you how, how easily we can turn this thing around, 
right? Show you how easily we can turn this thing around. And we got some people who are working on, on grassroots level. And this is not to disrespect anybody who's working on the ground floor. A lot of people on this stream right now are working at the grassroots level, but it's time for us to start connecting with each other more so that we can start exchanging ideas on best practices, what's working, what's not working, and, and how, how can we get uh, in connection with other people who are involved in the same lane that we're in. So it, it's going down, but but I just want to uh, bring bring that, that thing together. So um, today's daily proverb is, he who thinks he can and he who thinks he can't are both right. The man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't are both right. And, and this is part of the problem that we have when we're looking at changing our community. See, we got a, a, a few of us who say, oh, man, we can get this thing done in a heartbeat. We can get it done. And then we got masses of us saying, oh, man, it's, it's too big of a job. We can't do it on our own without help from the government and all that. Well, guess what? Those people are also right. The man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't are both right. If we don't do it ourselves, it won't get done, guys. If, if you don't uh, get anything else, man, just understand something. I will not take you and oppress you uh, and, and, and siphon trillions of dollars from you and then willingly let you up so you can use those trillions of dollars to overthrow me and overtake me. Do y'all get that? I will not take 400 years, 500 years of working to manipulate, own, and control everything that you do so I can siphon trillions of dollars from you, uh, hundreds of trillions of dollars from the motherland, just to willingly let you up so you can take those resources and then overthrow me. Nobody does it. This is what I mean when I say we are at war on the battlefield, treating it like a freaking playground. And if we don't get that, then we're, we're going to lose. And it don't take all of us to get that. But more of us have to get that. And we have to come through and start working together and make this thing happen. So today's Daily Proverb is brought to you by Young Biz Kids. I want to give a huge shout out to all of you guys who shared our free online class. We did it last night. It was a success. We blessed a lot of children, introduced a lot of children to entrepreneurship. So if you want to continue to show us love, uh, at Young Biz Kids, go over to the fan page, Young Biz Kids on Facebook. Give us a word of encouragement. Give us a thought. Like the page. Uh, if you want to donate, go over to youngbizkids.org, and that's kids with a Z. So Y-O-U-N-G-B-I-Z-K-I-D-Z.org. Click the donate button, and you can donate via PayPal. Uh, to help us continue the mission of bringing entrepreneurship, money smarts, money management to our children. Right. So we're talking about buy black or else or else stop freaking complaining about the things we have control over to change. Joblessness, crime. Stop. If you're not going to buy black, then stop complaining about all of the crime that's going on in our areas. Why? Because we're not buying black, we're not circulating in dollars, we cannot provide jobs. And when people get hungry, when people start to starve, they will commit crimes to feed themselves. And that's not a black thing. So stop letting people tell you it's a black thing. It's a hunger thing. It's a starvation thing. It's a I am a man and I've got to feed my dog on family by any means necessary thing. And when we don't create jobs one for another for our own community where we can employ others, we can't sit back and, and, and demand another family give us a job when we won't create a job for our own family. Because I'm saying nation, I hope, 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 hopefully you guys get this. So, so let me take the word nation out and let's start think, just think about families. There's a white family, there's a Hispanic family, there's an Asian family, there's an East Indian family, there's a Jewish family, right? And whatever culture, whatever other, other cultures that are out there. I cannot get mad if I go to the Jewish family and say, hey, 
uh, I need to feed my family. Can you employ me? And the Jewish man says, yes, I can employ you, but you have to get in line. Get in line behind who? You have to get in line behind all of my family members. But what we're doing is we're walking away uh, from that line or walking to the end of that line, pissed off to the highest level of pissedivity because he told me he's not going to put me before his family. Because again, we have the wrong mentality that we will put somebody else before our family. That ain't how it works, y'all. It's not how it works. So if we don't buy black, then we can't create the jobs that we can bless our young people with. Our young people are starving. They're getting out of college with student loan debt and these degrees, and they're going to and they're having to rely on another family to employ them because their family won't create businesses. Their own family won't create jobs. Their own family won't create opportunities. And we get mad when we send our kid over there and they don't get the job. And we start talking about racism and prejudice and all of that stuff. Miss me with that, man. We have the ability to change the things that we need to change right now. Point blank, period. Education. Stop complaining about the miseducation system, man. And we're not going to buy black, circulate our dollars so that we can start building our own schools, right? Because who controls the curriculum at the schools? Corporations do with corporate funding. I know you guys think that schools are funded by the government. Man, y'all better start doing your research. Corporations fund the school and they dictate curriculum, and curriculum is dictated so that you will come out of school as an employee and not an employer. You will come out of school as a consumer and not a producer. We have to get that. So when we go, when, I, when we're sending our kids to school and we're talking about the schools ain't teaching our history, build your own school. You, know, you teach whatever you want. Oh, the schools don't teach our, 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 don't know how to connect with our boys. Build your own school, connect with your own damn boys. Oh, the schools don't teach money and entrepreneurship. Build your own school. Teach whatever you want. Teach money, teach entrepreneurship, teach farming, teach gardening, teach uh, ownership, teach equity. Build your own school. Right? Buy black. Or else, stop complaining about everything that's going wrong because that is the, the one of the major solutions, right? So I want to give you this this case study, right? I want to show you guys something, and this this is literally how how we can do this thing overnight. So my man Evan Jefferson has been on the front lines, bringing awareness and attention to this company, True. So black owned detergent manufacturing company, right? So, so here's what I want you guys to get and how, how, how nations are built. This is how nations are built. This is a black owned manufacturer of detergent, right? So what if everybody made the switch to this company and that company became the next Procter & Gamble in the next 12 months? You guys realize it can be done, right? You realize it can be done. Competitive prices are, are pretty comparable when you look at the per load. Uh, the concentrate is concentrated just like everybody else. They do the, the same thing everybody else does, right? But here's what I want you to get. Procter & Gamble employs 105,000 people. 105,000 people. Where there is a Procter and Gamble factory, a lot of times that factory is the lifeline of a small city. 
So you mean to tell me one company can provide employment for enough people in a city for an, a, an entire economy? That's what I'm telling you. Procter and Gamble owns or, or employs 105,000 people. They have another 30,000 people as contractors, temporary employees. You guys get that? So, so, so imagine being the company, the, the temp agency that has the contract with Procter and Gamble. See, this is this is the cycle that we can create if we just get behind a company like this. Now, Procter and Gamble also has to have packaging for all of its millions and millions and millions of products that are sold each year. So they employ a hundred and five thousand, another. Uh, 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 30,000 are contracted with them, but because of Procter and Gamble, there's another five to 10 million people employed because of Procter and Gamble. See, they have 105,000 on their payroll. They feed a temporary agency or two other temporary agencies that supply them with another 30,000 people worth of manpower. And because of those contracts, those other two companies or three companies, however how many contract companies they have, those other three companies are able to uh, hire and employ and go after other contracts. So they're feeding other people as well. Now, because of Procter & Gamble, they have to have a company that is big enough to provide the bottling for all of the bottles of Tide. All of the bottles of game, all of the boxes of detergent. See, I don't know if y'all get this, man. Dr. Claude Anderson is, is always talking about owning everything from raw material all the way to through retail. So let's let's start counting up the numbers, right? They 135 people directly employed by them or through agencies. They now you look at the the bottling companies that have the contract to produce all of the packaging for Procter and Gamble. How many people do they employ? They might employ 50,000, 60,000, 70,000 people. Right? Think about all of the delivery trucks that leave Procter and Gamble's facilities every freaking day to deliver tons of soap, toothpaste, washing detergent, all of that stuff to all of the uh, distribution hubs around the country. Us getting behind one company can start an uh, avalanche of right in the black community and fixing all of the stuff that we're so busy complaining about. You don't believe me? This is a small company right now manufacturing their thing. If we had to, if everybody made the switch today, the first thing that they would have to do immediately just to fill all the orders is hire a bunch of people. The second thing that they would have to do to start filling all of the orders is they immediately have to go and contract with some uh, 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 trucking companies and shipping companies to start to deliver the manufactured goods. I don't know if y'all get this, man. This is. This is how this thing is done, man. This is how nations are built. And then how do we impact a company like this? We make sure that they do it right. Okay, we're all gonna make the switch, but you have to make sure that of course, you have to hire all of us. Okay, you hired all of us, there's a black owned chemical company. Where are you sourcing your chemicals to make your detergent? Okay, wherever you were sourcing them from, now you got to source them from this sister who owns this black-owned chemical company. So you got to get your products from over there, right? Yes, you need trucks 
to, to pull up to the factory every day and load pallets and pallets and pallets on the trucks. Guess what? You got a contract with black owned uh, trucking companies. That's just how it works. Right. The black owned trucking companies. Yeah, you got all of these trucks, which is cool. But your trucks gonna break down. You got a contract with black owned mechanics to make sure that they're keeping the maintenance on your trucks. See, when slavery ended during the reconstruction period and hundreds of thousands of skilled black slaves entered the workforce where they could compete for jobs, you know how they got shut out? You know how they got shut out? called labor unions. White only labor unions came into existence at the end of slavery. Because think about something very clearly. When slavery ended, who had all the skills? White people didn't have many skills because the only skill they needed is to be good at being slave overseers or being slave trackers. Slavery ended, uh, there, there was no uh, a place for that, right? So what they became was they came together and said they formed these whites-only labor unions, and they went to all of these companies and said, you know what? You can only hire people from our union. If you want to hire anybody else, we're taking all of the labor force and we're walking off your job. So all of the skilled uh, uh, former slaves couldn't get work because of whites only labor unions. We can create labor unions amongst ourselves the same way that any other labor union is, is created. And we can start to build our own nations based on a single line of product such as this. Infrastructure is already there. All we have to do is get behind it. Right? You think about this company has to go somewhere and get these plastic bottles, right? You have to get somewhere and get these plastic bottles. If there is not a plastic uh, a bottle manufacturing company that is black owned, then we create one. Then we create one. We create one. So when this becomes so, so when we create this black-owned bottle, that plastic bottle manufacturing company for true, then that same company can also grow to service black-owned companies for all of these other. Uh, I mean, service all these other black-owned companies that are in this same industry right and then you go from manufacturing the things and getting them from the the, the closest that we can get to the source as a, a black owned entity as close as we can get but then we go to owning enough raw land that we bring the raw material straight from the earth from land that we own to manufacturing companies uh, to manufacture or, or to processing plants to process those raw materials and make them usable. Uh, and, and then we give them to the manufacturing plants and everything that we need can be made from there. Let me show you something. A lot of people don't realize that George Washington Carver manipulated the soybean so that it can become an industrial product. The inks on this label are soy based. They're soy based. The inks on this label are soy based. So now you bring the black farmer into the fold. So now the black farmer is farming soybeans not to eat because Dr. George Washington Carver didn't create that stuff for us to eat, man. That's why soy is killing us. It wasn't created for you. It was created as an industrial product. 
These are the things that we can do with soybeans. He made it with a high oil content so we can extract the oil and do certain things with it like produce ink. Right? So if you're eating soy, man, stop it. Cut it out. Yeah, cut it out. It wasn't made for that. It's an industrial product. Right? But just imagine everything that you see ink on. Look at the ink on here. Look at the ink on this shirt. Imagine if the soybeans that were grown to produce the ink were grown by black farmers. See, that's how we get our black farmers back into the into the fold. See, the food services industry has shut us out because you got big agribusinesses, you know, Monsanto and Cargill and all of those companies have, have shut us out and they're running out black farmers, right? Mass, mass, mass producing single crops, you know, solo cropping and things of that nature. But we can bring things like this back. And guess what? You can grow soybeans in your backyard if you want to. Learn how to produce and process the oil. You got to start thinking uh, 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 differently, man. This is, I mean, we are at the place where we literally can change the game. We can change the game, point blank, period. But it takes a, a different thought process in order to get us there. So I want us all to adopt by black or else quit freaking complaining. Because if we did this with one or two companies like this, we literally, you know, that that 50 percent unemployment rate uh, among black men and teenage boys. That goes away. And what happens when the unemployment rate for black men and teenage boys goes away? You know what else goes away? Crime. You know what else goes away? The prison industrial complex. They're going to have to find someone else to fill their prisons. Because the reason that we're going to prison is because we're trying to feed ourselves. Right? And then you go and get that one strike. And now you get the one strike and you can't even go get it, be employed because of the one strike. So we need to do this thing ourselves. 45 minutes after the hour's time for our daily book excerpt. Um, again, it's coming from uh, The Magic of Thinking Big. And you guys can tell that I, I think pretty big, right? I'm going to get with some of the right people. Evan Jefferson is, is doing some big things. Eliani is doing some things here locally. Uh, you know, Lady Ray J is doing some things. We're just going to keep doing what we can do to, to, to keep building and growing along the grassroots, man. And eventually, we're going to start connecting some major dots around here and start making some major impacts. But today's daily excerpt comes from The Magic of Thinking Big, right? Belief in great results is a driving force. The power behind all great books, plays, scientific discoveries. Belief in success is behind every successful business, church, and political organization. Belief in success is the one basic, absolute, essential ingredient of successful people. How many people believe in buying black for real? How many people believe in group economics for real? Right. Disbelief is negative power. When the mind disbelieves or doubts, the mind attracts reasons to support the belief, the disbelief. Doubt, disbelief and subconscious will to fail and not really wanting to succeed is responsible for most failures. Think doubt and fail. Think victory and succeed. Let me read that one more time. Let me read that one more time. Belief in great results is the driving force, the power behind all great books, plays, scientific discoveries. Belief in success is behind every successful business, church, and political organization. Belief in success is the one basic, absolute essential ingredient of successful people. Disbelief is negative power. When the mind disbelieves or doubts, the mind attracts reasons to support the disbelief. Doubt, disbelief, the subconscious will to fail, 
the not really wanting to succeed is responsible for most failures. Think doubt and fail. Think victory and succeed. So the purpose of this show is to shed some light on the things that we could do to increase your level of belief. So once we start believing that we can succeed at fixing some of these problems that we're complaining about, we'll start taking the subsequent actions that need to be taken to make this thing happen. Today's Daily Book episode is brought to you by Silent Foundation Athletic Academy. If you're in the St. Louis area, you got young athletes that are looking to take their game and their skills to another level. They need to train their bodies at another level. And that's what Silent Foundation Athletic Academy does. Go over to their fan page, Silent Foundation Athletic Academy. If you want to see some videos or some of the training methods, go to SilentFoundationAthletics.com. You can pay for sessions as you go. You can buy a one-month, three-month, or a six-month membership. If you choose and you get better rates uh, on a per uh, workout basis, if you buy memberships, uh, give them a call at 314-874-6887. We love helping the children reach their full athletic potential. So we're talking about the power of understanding, uh, understanding the power in buying black and how that really, really, really could take us to another level all together this one little simple shift in what we do now as black businesses and entrepreneurs we have to make sure that we are doing everything in our power to compete to compete what i mean by that is as a black business owner, when we are operating as a single entity, then a lot of times we can't get the best prices on the wholesale of our goods and services that we will turn around and retail. As a result, we sometimes have to charge a little uh, more because we're not getting the best prices, right? And then we complain that People won't shop with us because our stuff is more expensive. If you're not doing everything that you need to do, there's two, two sides to this coin. Number one, as a consumer, I see the additional dollar or two that I pay for a chicken dinner versus if I went to a wing stop, I know I can probably get wing a, a wing dinner for $5.99. But when I go to my brothers over at the Black Home Restaurant, because they're operating as a single entity, they can't get the best prices on wings. So I might have to pay $7.99. I don't see the extra $2 as a net loss. I see the extra $2 as a net investment in my brother's establishment being able to keep him afloat. So if he stays around, guess what? That is somebody else in position that is more likely to hire my kid than not. So we have to start seeing that additional cost as a net investment versus a net loss. Now, the other side of that coin is black business owners. We have to make sure we're doing everything in our power to compete. See, entrepreneurship is warfare. Now, and when I'm dealing with my customers, I'm hunky-dory, laughing, smiling, and, and it's all good. But when I go into my war room with my staff and I'm trying to carve out a piece of this marketplace, I'm at war. And most people don't understand that entrepreneurship is war. So when I am in war, then I have to create strategic alliances. Strategic alliance as a wing joint. You come together with the 50 ring wing joints in your area and say, yes, it looks like we're competing with each other. But guess what? If we all buy our wings together, then we can all produce wings with our different flavors and our different cooking methods, which makes them different. But we can get the wings at a better price. Now we collectively can compete against those who are literally shedding us out of the market, which is the mass chains. Which is the chains. 
So we have to become connected so we start operating like the big change so that we can compete. So 50 local restaurants came together and bought their wings from the same spot. Now, we don't worry about the competition because when you take your wings back to your spot, you're going to put your secret blend of uh, uh, herbs and spices on it. When I take my wings back to my spot, I'm going to keep my secret blend of herbs and spices together. And, and they're going to be different wings. But now we just drove down the cost because we bought a truckload of them instead of bought a bag or two as individuals. Now we got wings that can compete at the same level of the national change. So we eliminate one of the excuses that our consumers are giving to us because one of those excuses is price. We just drove down price. Now we eliminate. Now, here's the other thing that you got to be careful about. And here's what we have to start doing. Have you guys ever wondered how every single Asian restaurant Hole in the wall, Chinaman is what we call them here in St. Louis. I don't know what y'all call them. We call them the Chinaman, right? Every single Chinaman across the St. Louis metro area, all of their prices are exactly the same. Now, we know that all of the Chinamen that operate these little uh, hole in the wall spots, they're not all all from the same country. You got some people who are Vietnamese, some people who are Korean, some people who are Japanese, some people who are Chinese, but they are all Asians and they all understand something very, very clearly that in order for us to make sure that we stay unified, they have meetings and they determine the pricing of everything on their menu. And when they make the prices universal, you don't walk out of one place and say, I'm not coming back there because the price is too high. And you go to the other place across town, the prices are the same. And you say, I guess it is what it is. What happens if we start coming together like that at all of our joints? And we say, we, we came together, we bought all of this, this in bulk. So now we literally have the ability to share, to, to sell a wing for 50 cents and, and that's a good profit for all of us. So how about we come together and say nobody is going to sell their wing for more than 60 cents. Everybody's wing across the board is 60 cents. It's competitive with everybody else's wing. So you don't go try to undercut me and sell your wings for a quarter. You don't try to gouge the competition and sell your wings. Nope. Everybody across the board got wings for the same price. So now if I'm on this side of town and I go into a spot, I can go grab me some wings and I com I'm confident with going to spend with my brother because I know the prices are comparable to the same wing spot on the other side of town. Even if we're not franchising owned by the same thing, same company, we can operate as if we are franchises so that we can get the prices down so that we can then start competing against those who are literally driving us underground, driving us out of business. That's how it's got to be, man. We've got to take this thing to an entirely different nation, uh, 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 different level, right? Know why Asians don't complain about the president? Because they fix their own employment issues. They fix their own uh, school issues. They fix their own um, uh, 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 crime issues. How did they fix them? They fixed them through creating businesses that serve you. So now they come extract the income out of your community and they go and build their own. This is what we're missing. We are on the back. a minority and treated not as rough as black people but they had a rough go 
But you know what they said? Okay, we're going to have a rough go. Let's go ahead and start doing what we need to do to build up our communities and start keeping everything tight and let's come together instead of trying to separate. See, what we're doing is we're all going in separate directions and we're bootlicking over here. Some of us are bootlicking over there. And, and No, but if we just come together, none of us have to bootlick. We just come together. But we're saying, oh, no, I'm gonna make sure my child gets the best education so he can get a good job in this corporation and that corporation. And then when that doesn't work out, now you run back to the community and start wanting to be, join the movement. How about we not let that happen in the first place? Right. We're, we, we are the only people who take the best or allow the best of everything to be taken from us and then get mad that we don't have nothing left to build with. Our best and brightest. We are the only culture that allow our best and brightest to go outside of the culture and serve somebody else. You guys remember when Yao Ming came to the NBA? Do you remember when Yao Ming came to the NBA? Do you know that the NBA had to have a contract with China to get Yao Ming to come and play? See, that deal benefited all of them. Why? Because Chao Ming, Yao Ming was the best thing in Chinese basketball. So he was drawing all of the crowds just like Michael Jordan was drawing crowds here. So they said, if you're going to take our best and brightest, you're going to compensate the entire country. To make that happen. Yes, they leveraged Yao Ming. They had to have a contract with the country to get Yao Ming to come play a couple seasons of basketball in the U.S. How many of our young athletes and our young studs are, are, are in a position to where they are or we can leverage their celebrity, their talent, or do it just get extracted from us and never to hear anything back and maybe get a nonprofit organization out of the deal. I want you to think about something, and, and George Frazier talks about this all the time. What if we can get all of our top black athletes for, ten, for a 10 year period, just one decade, all of the top football players, baseball players, basketball players, uh, uh, track and field guys? What if we, for a 10 year span, get all of those kids to commit to HSBCUs. What if we take the best of the best? We didn't have, we just had Justin Tatum went to Duke this year uh, out of St. Louis. We had Ben McLemore go to Kansas. Uh, Bradley Beal went to Florida. Uh, and these, this is, these guys just came out of St. Louis. Uh, um, you know, uh, Courtney Ramey. Uh, just signed it to, to uh, or gave a verbal letter, uh, intent to uh, go play with Louisville. What if all of these guys went to historically black colleges? What do we know about talent? We know that money follows talent. If all of these guys went to historically black colleges and universities, the money would have to follow these guys to these historically black colleges and universities. And as a result, our historically black colleges and universities will have 100,000 seat football stadiums that bring in three, four, five million dollars per weekend for a single game. All of our historically black colleges and universities will then have basketball arenas that sit uh, uh, 20 to 35,000 people. All of our black colleges and universities will have multi, multi, multi-billion dollar TV deals, just like all of these white colleges and universities. And you know what happens off the backs of our athletes? They can take over at Ohio State University, uh, over at Purdue, they can take our black athletes, fill a stadium of 80 to 110,000 people make three, four, five million dollars a year uh, 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 per game on a Sunday. They will play 16 to 20 games throughout a season. Take those millions and millions and millions of dollars. And then that money off the backs of our athletes then funds their science program. And this is how they let the best and brightest come to their science programs for free. We pay 
we, we are paying the scholarship tuition for their best and brightest because we are allowing our best and brightest to go and be and be leveraged. The best and brightest of our the best and brightest of everything of us are being taken away. You think about it, the best and brightest of us, instead of forming our own corporation or working for black owned companies, are going to work for other companies. The best and brightest of our athletes are going. Do you guys realize that India used to send all of its best and brightest to Silicon Valley? And they realized something was happening. So now all of the East Indians no longer send their best and brightest to the U.S. Now the U.S. has to come to India to get their best and brightest. That's why so many companies are placing their 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 their, their IT departments in India. Because they realize, wait a minute, we got something that they need and we can leverage. So instead of sending our best and brightest, make them come here to get our best and brightest. So now they have to build infrastructure over in India. And guess who gets to get hired to build that infrastructure? The Indian contractors, the Indian carpenters. See how they leverage their best and brightest minds in the IT field to even create jobs for their labor force, their laborers? Man, you got to understand how the game is played, but you first got to understand the game is going on. Then you got to understand the rules of the game. Then you got to get in the game and play it to dominate. And when we start thinking about buying black seriously and taking making it making it take on a new meaning, then we understand that an extra two dollars for a wing plate is well worth it to build an economy, to build a city to build a nation and at the same time those who are in business in business have to do everything that they can do to make sure that they are competing see i buy black not because you're black i buy black because you have excellent service and you're black we'll take a complete culture shift i i agree i agree i agree See, I buy black not because you're black. I buy black because you have excellence and you're black. See, we got to get we, we, we can't get it twisted. One of the things that we'll talk about on this Saturday is a lot of people are getting it twisted when it comes to entrepreneurship and being a black entrepreneur. I have a black product. I have a product that services black people uh, and, and I live amongst black people. I'm going to put my, my store right here with black people. It's a no brainer that black people are going to shop with me. No. No. You literally have to have an excellent business first that will survive anywhere and that will attract customers from anywhere in all walks of life. And second, then you can start to have a success as a black business and get your black businesses to come, uh, your black consumers to come patronize you. It's excellence first, then black. It seems like it should be, yeah, I'm just gonna shop here because I'm black. But keep in mind, people work and exchange their hours for dollars, right? And when they're exchanging those hours for dollars, then they wanna make sure that they are getting the best service, the best product, the best rate for that money, right? So that's the deal, man. So hopefully, guys, yeah, enjoyed this particular episode, man. I, I love talking this topic. I just, you know, just, I'm just getting primed up for Saturday, man. So I figured I'll put a show like this on the books to get primed up for Saturday, man, because I'm excited to be on the panel of the Black Bears Power Breakfast Series. Uh, I, I participate when I can, when I'm in town, I go to everyone that I can. Uh, and this time they asked me to come be on a panel and share some of these thoughts with the local folks and how we can make a difference and make an impact. And so I creating that, uh, that, that, that mindset shift, right? So uh, today's show again was brought to you by the Black Biz Power Breakfast. Uh, give my girl Eliani a call, 314-504-9728. If you're in the St. Louis area, come to Diners Delight. Uh, yeah, time for me to get on the panel. <laughs> That's right, Evan. Uh, Diners Delight, 
Uh, the address over there is 1504 South Compton, St. Louis, Missouri, 63104. The cost is $20 if you go to Eventbrite and buy your tickets in advance, or it's $25 at the door. The breakfast alone is well worth it. The cooks over there be throwing down, man. I had some chicken so big uh, uh, to go along with some potatoes and everything. So it's kind of brunch style, not just breakfast style. So it is great, great, great. Um, uh, uh, value for what you're going to get and then you get all the networking It's going to be about 25 to 50 business owners in the building uh, as we, we we do this so it's a great place to come network as well show is also brought to you by uh blessed to ball uh if you're in the st louis area i'm sorry in your chicagoland area and you're looking for a program for your children right you're looking for a program to get kids involved in to give them outlet and outlook then contact my man Carvel at 313-971-9939. And then last but not least, guys, tomorrow. Ladies, you don't want to miss tomorrow. I have a special guest coming on tomorrow, uh, Miss High Maintenance herself. Uh, Nakisha Danielle is coming on tomorrow. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal young woman, uh, author, speaker, entrepreneur, activist. Uh, if you want to learn how to build and do social media right if you want to learn how to leverage and turn your passions into profits if you want are looking for a good life coach to help you along those lines then i want you to tune in tomorrow because my girl nakisha is going to put it down so with that i'm your man h cortez financial health mentor to the black community until i talk to you guys tomorrow i want you to get your money up because you absolutely can do it peace out people with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.